0: Okay, so, um, end of fast day one, technically not really, um, since the fast started at noon and it's only 10, um, but I am about to go to bed, I'm really tired, um, even though I didn't do much today outside of cleaning, um, which makes me really happy because I finally got the, the, um, result that I wanted, um. Which was coming home, um, and it's cool that I can say that now. Coming home to um, a perfect apartment, um, everything is clean, floors mopped. Um, I was kind of hoping for a place with carpet. Actually, I didn't. I wasn't even really thinking about carpet um, when I was like just concerned about having a place to live. Um, so um, I've tried to do this before: um, do a podcast episode and like a blog. I guess that's what this is—a video log. Is that what that stands for? Anyway, um, to do a podcast episode and a vlog at the same time, um, just to see if it helps me stay on track. Um, so it's gonna be a little bit weird because I'm already forgetting to like address the camera. But that's probably a good thing um, because, like, being trained as as an actor or actress, you know what, what the fuck ever I am. Um, um, I'm not even sure that I'm that. Um, yeah. Uh I I have a hard time breaking fourth wall, um and looking into um, the fourth dimensions, so to speak. Um, and looking like into the camera I have a hard time like it just anytime I see a camera like I naturally turn away. Um I'm not like a big selfie taker <laughs> or just picture taker at all. Um just because it puts me in a very strange place, um, in, unless I have practice. So this is my practice, just in case all my dreams come true and I get to actually like be um, super pre I guess. I don't know. I, I'm having some uncomfortable issues with super free. Um But oh shit, that's what I did. Um, so, um, so. Let's see. I guess this is part three of a three-part episode thing, which I thought was only going to be two episodes, which I thought was going to be one episode of my podcast thing series journey or whatever the fuck I'm doing, um, which I thought was going to be zero episodes because I thought I was done um, taping, but sometimes I just get the wild hair or, like, the voice that says go, and then I do – and then a bunch of interesting things come out, or not interesting. I'm not sure if they're interesting. Obviously, they're interesting because, like, like the 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 well, each of the primary podcasts. I don't know. There are three. Um, Enter the multiverse, which is just kind of like a conglomerate of like everything that just exists. And then there's the infinite scroll files, which is just, uh, I swear, I, you know, it's, it's gonna be interesting if I can ever, like, scientifically figure out this, because this, uh, this, it actually hurts in my body when I think about this, when I think about that specific subject. Um, which is why I've been trying to, like, move myself emotionally out of it. But then I, I've also just been making, like, I wouldn't even call it a breakthrough, just connections that, like, this dude's music has literally followed me everywhere my entire life before I even noticed it. And then even after my life ended, which is something I, I rarely talk about, uh, the fact that I ended my own life. Uh-huh. and have just kind of been, like, in the post-existent part of that, uh, being, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know how to put it. Yeah. Suicide. Don't do it. Uh-huh. It's not even worth it, because um, then shit just gets fooled. Um, yeah, that podcast, The Infinite Scroll Files, has, uh, almost 500 downloads, like, and counting, because for some reason, like, the downloads are growing up, like, daily, um, I don't know what's driving that, but, you know, something really. and then, <laughs> oh, where's Gerald, which just happened almost out of nowhere, but I mean, like, honestly, I don't know, like, if I, if I ever, like, put on a linear timeline how I even got like introduced to Dylan Francis as like a person. Is he a person? I don't know. <laughs> Obviously he's a person. But um as as a musician. Um and put it in like a linear perspective, like it's still not gonna make a lot of sense to me how he's become like a prominent like figure in my consciousness, because he's not, like, a prominent figure in my life, but then, in the same way that Skrillex, which is not a person, by the way, it's a project by a person, uh, uh-huh. uh, like, I, I don't know, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> anyway, um, not driving right now, which I'm usually driving when I'm recording episodes of my podcast, um, because that's, just when it happens or, you know, like for a long time, I was living in my car and so it was just always in my car. Um, But now that I'm not, and I'm in this beautiful studio apartment, which I love, like I love this place, honestly. Um, So now I'm like fighting for my my way to keep it. Um, And like I said, this is like part three. I'm gonna post all three episodes that I just did tonight um, at the same time, and then kind of be hands-off, um, as far as, my, as, far as the podcasts are concerned, just because, like, I just don't want to keep giving energy to something that's, like, physically hurting me, and I don't know how to describe phys- physical pain that's, like, rooted emotionally, but I think it has something to do with synesthetics and my synesthesia, um, because a lot of the, the time, Um, the same way that my synesthesia makes music into things that are not necessarily um, explainable. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to, like, avoid using this term just because, like, you know, um, (laughs) I got it looking into something. That I shouldn't have been looking at, I guess, or paying attention to, but it, um, music kind of creates like an intangible energy, at least uh, an energy in form that like most people cannot see or feel or hear, but like music to me, you know, can be a lot of things, it can be shapes, it can be colors, um, which is why it's something like Skrillex has been like so um, captivating to me my entire life, um, <laughs> just because like the, the actual uh, how do I describe this? I can't, see, you know, (laughs) it it more just, like, happens, um, as it happens, um, I don't know how to describe that, like, it's, it's very dimensional, multi-dimensional, super multi-dimensional music, um, and I guess that's why, um, he's so respected, um, amongst uh, these magicians and, and, um, energy manipulators, um, that we call or refer to, you know, um, and this existence as musicians, um, because his music has, like, a full body effect in, in many ways, and so, um, that goes without saying, um, but like I said, I'm trying to, like, not, focus so much on that issue because it's not something that I can control. It's just something that I feel. And it is like an actual physical pain in my body. I wrote something about heartstrings when all this um, first started to happen and it hit. And um, it was something like, it was something like having a guitar like in my actual heart because um, at first the emotions Connected with this experience, were so broad that it felt like an actual like you know if you've ever played a guitar, it it felt like an actual like string being pulled or you know played in my heart. And so I wrote something. I can't I can't find it. A lot of my writing is like buried under more of my writing because um, typically when I'm not working or even when I am working. Um, since my ascension process has started, um, even when I am working, my um, I write so much that I lose writing, like it becomes like just buried in more writing and then I won't find it for like sometimes years, sometimes months, sometimes weeks, just depends. Um, but it's weird um, being this multi-dimensional and having had this experience of having this existence before, um, just because Um, like I, like I said, I decided or, you know, I began to call it like a future memory because I've lived this existence so infinitely that like I have really broad memories of like even, you know, making this video or, you know, um, certain things that are recorded. Like I can, it it almost echoes back as as if it's being, um, like um, played over a loudspeaker or something. Like sometimes when I make these recordings, it sounds like it's being projected over like a like a like a speaker system. So um, I know that whatever's been happening in this existence is like super metaphysical, super cosmic, and I just can't explain it because I don't have the. I don't even think there is it's like a a. A foundation for this kind of science. I think right now it's just like pseudoscience, um, as far as like um, you know the medical community is concerned. Um, and you know, uh, I do have a lot of trauma. Like I do have a, I do have a lot of PTSD. Um, I do have like ADHD, um, which you know to me is an easy fix. Adderall is like the only thing that's ever worked for me, um, like medicinally speaking. Um, the first time I took it, of course, was not under the care of a doctor or provider. It was just like something my friend was like, Hey, do you you want this? And I was like, sure. And like, uh, like, I remember I spent that day like doing things that were typically like hard for me my entire life, like cleaning my room and, um, like just being like a normal person. I did them like 10 times faster, like got everywhere I needed to be on time. And I was just like, Oh, is this what it's like being, you know? like a normal person. That was the first time I felt like, I didn't feel like I was high or anything like that. Like I felt like a normal person for the first time in my entire life. The first time I took Adderall, I was like, whoa, like, you know, my friends were like pretty much like <laughs> spun out like drawing pictures and shit. But I was just like, wow, I literally just did everything that I was supposed to do. Um, and, and kind of felt like that was the thing that I needed. Um, which, you know, they say that it's habit-forming and addictive, and I see those tendencies as well, but, like, it it was just kind of an eye-opening experience for me. Like, I didn't continue buying it. I didn't continue taking it. I was just kind of, like... It just kind of, like, awakened me to the fact that, like, maybe this was the thing that I needed um, and never got, and then since then have talked to multiple doctors who will not prescribe it to me, um, but my working theory is just that... Um, it's, it's part of a broken system. It's part of a, a very, um, honestly, I, I mean, like, I don't like bringing up the subject of white supremacy, but it is like a very, very broad fact that like white supremacy is something that is like, that has a lot of funding behind it. Um, like that, that's just kind of like a fact, um, that, a lot of white supremacists own corporations. And those corporations have a lot with, you know, to do with um, the way that things work in society. Um, and I think that having this knowledge and this like what awareness that, um, you know, that society is basically slavery driven and white supremacist driven. Um, a lot of my peers, um, a lot of my peers have had the same experience where they ask for a medication that can help them and they're just like, no, let's have it for me. And they get a medication that doesn't help them. And so it's, it's almost counterproductive. Um, most of those peers are ethnic Latina. Um, I don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of black friends cause that's just, you know, I talked about earlier, I talked about my biraciality, but I mean, like, it's really true. When I get around a group of black people, like, they, they typically, like, make fun of me and treat me like shit because they're like, oh, you're not really black. I'm like, it's true. I wasn't really raised around lots of black people. And, you know, I have pretty much the same experience on the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like I'm around white people all the time and they're just like, hey, you're black, so you're like this. And I'm like, not really, not necessarily. Um, <laughs> like, I'm super biracial. I just have dark skin. Um, but my skin doesn't, you know, necessarily reflect that I'm biracial. Um, so um, people get confused, and it it also it just causes me anxiety. So I spend a lot of my time alone and with music. Um, uh, let's see, what else did I start but didn't finish? I'm trying to f- I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I said in like the first episode, which is just more of like a rambling episode or very multidimensional, as I like to call it um but that's typically how my mind works when i'm out in the external world because there's so many stimuli um and i get stimulated almost too easily um and then it it like you know it, it plays with my synesthesia it plays with my ADD um it plays with my everything um which is you know why it's good to finally have a nice place to like come home to and relax and like get to be clean and shower and have my own space. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know what the future holds, but I know that I lost one of my crystals or rather one of my stones and that stone (laughs) directly deals with instant manifestation. And so I hope that everything that, uh, comes from the dropping of that stone, um, is, is positively reflected in my external world very, very soon. Um, I am fasting. I don't know how long I'm going to be fasting, and I'm forgetting to address the camera, of course. Um, But um, it it seems like there's something important that's going to come with this fast, and so I hope that that it comes soon, because I really hate not eating. Um, I love food so much, but for some reason, my body is just so sensitive to um, a lot of the foods that I can afford to eat, a lot of the foods that were just, you know, um, basically programmed to eat as, as Americans anyway. I notice when I travel outside of the country, like, I, I typically lose weight no matter, you know, whether I'm being sedentary or not, um, just because the food is, like more than likely organic or fresher, or does not have, you know, all this processing, on um, that goes into it, and, and, you know, what you put into your body is what you get out of it, um, so I try to only put good things into my body, but good things are very expensive, which, you know, is, is sad, um, because it just goes to show how things are are so unequal, like, when you're poor, you can really only eat, like, poor people food, and poor people food does not give you the energy that you need to to be at your best, um, but, you know, like, like, (sighs) uh, apparently there's nobody with the greater good's interest in mind, um, like, you know, there's nobody really fighting for good, it's just like, those are these people, and these are us, uh-huh. and we deserve what we have, but they don't deserve anything, because they don't work hard enough, but typically that's, that's not it, it's just the cards that you're dealt. Um, I feel like a bitch a lot about the cards that I was dealt, and I'm trying to do that less, um, but it's, it's kind of hard living in California, um, which was my first choice for living when I was younger, but now that I'm older and just kind of want to be like more relaxed, I'm like, I'd rather live somewhere else. Um, But there isn't a lot of somewhere else's that I feel comfortable in my biracial state. (laughs) Um, So honestly, I'm just, like I said, I'm just like an unhappy pickle. Like I'm just like bitter about a lot of things and just like, oh, why was I fat? Why was I black? Like, mm," you know, just questioning all these things that it's just like, why me? Um, and playing the victim a lot, and and I'm really trying to, like, break myself out of that. Um, You know, the mind can be a prison, and, you know, my mind has been, um, for the most part, like, um, very, very, very um, hard. So um, finding my way into happiness somehow. Um, I know that things that make me happy are being able to work out, being able to be in the sunlight, being able to eat well, um, those are things that make me happy, and probably things that make everybody happy if you think about it, or you know, if people are given the opportunity to do these things, um, but they're not mostly just because we're spending a lot of our time working for for you know um, for somebody else that typically gets to do all these things anyway. Um, yeah, I. I guess it's it's been close to 20 minutes so that now that's like what 2 4 6 that's a whole hour of me like bitching and I, I mean I guess I could like read the hash all this like scrillixy Dylan Francisy stuff but I think the point moving forward is just to focus on music I haven't really been focusing on music I've been focusing on like staying alive and that's that's basically just because I have a son um my My oldest son passed away almost almost i i don't know how long it's been honestly um losing a child changes you I've lost two children um so <laughs> you know i've I've lost a lot i've gained a lot uh I've loved a lot and I've laughed a lot, but being a mother really shows you what love is, and so all the love that I have for everything that I have love for is is you know, genuine love. It's not, um, it's not something that, you know, is based in in obsession. Um, It's not something that's based in, you know, in delusion. It's it's love. It just comes from a place of, you know, um, hardship and um, I'm, I'm word searching now, so I know it's time to, to end um, this little rant or tirade. Um, I think I'm just having a hard time being a human being um, and being real, real bitchy about, like, oh, why does nobody love me? Like, oh, like, and, and, and it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, you know, nobody right is gonna come along until I love myself. Um, and I do, I do love myself on the inside. Um, it's just trying to figure out how to deal with the outside in a very, very unjust, um, whitewashed world. Um, Cause like I said, I'm pretty sure I'm transracial, just like, you know, somebody who was born the wrong gender can be transgender. Uh, um, you know, I might even be like, trans, uh, transhuman, uh, I don't know, like, I, I have a hard time with this existence and what my purpose is, um, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, um, but I'm really just trying to be, like, a good person for my son who, um, is being raised by his father, who did hit me, but, you know, um, I guess time heals all wounds, and um, it's something that we've discussed over and over again. He's never going to admit to because, like, you know, things, the way things work, like, the DA can press charges if he, like, you know, ever realistically admits to the shit that he put me through, um, but has also apologized (laughs) so many times for the shit that he put me through. So it's just like, you know, uh, maybe my purpose was just to create that wonderful, amazing, incredible human being um, that exists, Um, and um, even if I don't really get to be a part of his life because of the things that I've been through, um, it's okay. He's here, and um, that's why I'm here. That's, That's why... I don't try to commit suicide again Um, because, you know, I already did that and things didn't get better. They just got worse. So I do believe in an afterlife. I do believe in in passing through dimensions um, after death, but just because you're departed from one dimension doesn't necessarily mean that you discontinue existence. Um, It just means that you exist in a different space in the universe. Than you existed before. Um, that, you know, that sometimes the difference between heaven and hell is changing your mind about where you are. So, are you in heaven or are you in hell? Sometimes I think I'm in heaven with the way that things are. Like, I've been blessed enough to have an apartment. Um, so, it's very heavenly. Um, and sometimes when I exit this place, it's hell because, you know, there are um, things that make me feel. Like, I just don't deserve to exist. Um, and that is, um, I suppose, a mental illness. But I feel that um, mental illness is, is rapidly under misunderstood, um, so to speak. And if I get the privilege of actually continuing to live my life, like, it's, it's one of the mysteries that I, I hope to solve in my lifetime, or hope to help solve. Um, because the the way that we understand, the way that our minds work, um, and the way that the planet works, and the way that the universe... And um, notice that I'm using the word universe rather than multiverse, because I, I do believe in, in the separate instances of the universe, the multiverse, the metaverse, the omniverse. Like, I I believe in these separate realms of, of uh, infinity. And so... Um, I'm just trying to find my happy place in those realms. Um, I don't know what I'm eventually really going to end up changing my, my name to, <laughs> um, because every time I reveal like a part of myself, um, I feel uncomfortable about it um, just because um, negative energy and the way that it can be manipulated, like a, you know, black magic and white magic, I believe in just magic as a whole. But I believe that with any intention you set, there is a possibility of its of its reality of its existence. And so, if somebody has bad intentions in mind, then those bad intentions um, can come to you um, with a strong enough force. Um, so I don't I don't use black magic. Black magic is very selfish. I'm very much a white magic person. But sometimes, and especially in the world that we're in right now, black magic can have a um, the effect of washing out white magic just because it's, um, you know, based in fear and based in a very selfish, um, place in a very, um, harmful, toxic place. Um, so yeah, I try not to use black magic. Um, and, and by try, I mean like I just don't, um, set any negative intentions. Um, for myself or for others. Like I would never want anybody to go through any of the things that I've gone through, even my worst enemies, and I don't have enemies. Um, and then if somebody considers me their enemy, um, then it makes me, it forces me to think um, something along that person's path um, was misaligned. Um, something went wrong and they were hurt terribly enough to want to do damage to me. As a person, as a as a being of uh, consciousness. So yeah, um, at 28 minutes and 27 seconds, I forgot to address the camera, um, but at least um, at least I can go back over these tapes or recordings, or if something happens to me, which you know the only thing at this point that's gonna happen to me is like me, like <laughs> you know. Um, I teeter with being suicidal and like I said, suicide is just like a feeling, like it's a pain that needs to escape from your body. And so if, if you're suicidal, then you just know that like that pain needs to escape. And it can be for a second, it can be for an hour, it can be for an eternity, but um, for anybody who doesn't understand suicide or suicidal ideation, like it is literally a physical pain um, that you're, your soul, your spirit, your, your essence is trying to escape, um, this vessel, this being. Um, so being suicidal is, um, understandable <laughs> completely. Um, but for anybody who is listening, cause I, cause people are listening to these things, um, just, just hang in there for whatever, you know, for whatever reason you can find to hang in there because I promise, as somebody who at least believes that they fully um, succeeded <laughs> um, in, in taking their own life or taking my own life um, and crossed into the next realm of reality, is that it doesn't get easier, it gets harder. It gets harder to find that place, um, that paradise that exists, that is um, everlasting, because we all want to go to heaven. We all want, you know, we all want to rave every day or, you know, whatever our idea of, you know, heaven is. And I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I told my mom probably the last time we ever talked that heaven is a place where I'm the DJ. Like, I'm on the main stage. And it doesn't really matter. That's that's my dream. That's my heaven. That's my, um, my passion. That's my pursuit of happiness. So... Um, even if that doesn't happen in this walking life, like I know eventually I'm going to find that paradise. I'm going to find that place, um, you know, where I'm finally in heaven and I'm finally happy and I'm finally, um, you know, aligned with my truest self and I've never felt more, um, happy than, uh, with my hands on a mixer. So, uh, and notice I said my hands, not my feet, (laughs) um, for anybody who likes to stand on mixers, uh, so, um, peace and love and all that, like I said, I don't really know how to end these things, and I don't really know what the the actual purpose of them is, but it, it does just help kind of being, um, able to talk to myself, um. Yeah.